you do somebody has to somebody's gotta even if you don't yeah i I don't sometimes believe in the commoner that believes in you oh thank you yeah well a lot of this you know a lot of this stuff is like totally new to me at least this like audio kind of shit and so it's always like it's always a very interesting struggle to learn how to run sorry yeah we're we're testing it's fine (laughs) normal well normally like I like to talk for a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes before everything gets like where it's supposed to be and all that stuff. Right. Well, and I was, um, I was happy to do the thing with like Prince cause I had, uh, it was Prince, Brendan and Lexi. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Lexi didn't really talk a whole bunch. I kind of felt bad about that, but, um, that was her decision. That was her. Yeah. Those are just, we, and, but we did include her in the conversation and I felt very good about that. Um, cause I like her. She's a good fish. She's a good fish. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that's an expression, but it is now. <laughs> I mean, if you use it as an expression, you know, would not then become. It's fine. Yeah. Everything was once not an expression. And then like a, like an emotional piano. <laughs> that wasn't a thing until you made it. A thing. Yeah. That was a, today was the first time I've ever used that phrase. Oh. So I'm proud of myself. That was on the fly. Yeah. It was on, on the, the tie. Yeah. It was off, off the, <laughs> it was off the, off the tie. Sorry, bad puns are delicious. Oh, that's fine. So you had a you had a you had a quarantine. I did. Yeah. This is my third quarantine. God damn. Was yeah. it someone? Did you think it was like? Did you go get tested again? Or? I did. Negative. That's my good. Third negative. Very like, wow. good. My ace in these tests, like getting not sick, is apparently my jam. <laughs> so it's just like random two weeks off of work, and I'm like, oh. Was did did somebody at work get it or did? Uh, the first time it was a coworker okay. who potentially exposed us, and we didn't get it then. I was like, "Oh, dope! That's yeah, cool, sweet." But then, you know, obviously, two weeks passed, and I was like, "Well." And then, not even a month after that, uh, I was exposed again, thrice this time, and uh, who was it the second time? It's my mother. Oh shit! Your mom had it. Mm-hmm. How's she? She She, seems okay. Okay. But I know that a lot of stuff is sort of like not immediately after you start to feel like weirdness. So that's what I'm like. Now I'm on the lookout for the weirdness that may or may not happen. Because I feel like I'm not going to downplay the sicknesses of COVID because I feel like they are actually like rough depending on what symptoms you are beset with. Yeah. But if you just like lose your sense of smell and taste, that's pretty much a welcome part. Yeah. Like, that's the could only be, symptom you get. Could be worse. I'm sit down. Yeah. You're all right. But, you know, it's the after some of the effects that you have been hearing about where I'm like, now I'm now I'm a bit more concerned. Yeah. Well, like um, like Lauren's dad works at uh, Vera Bradley. Ooh. Um, 
I mean, he's he's head honcho of their their like cleaning department or whatever, so he's good. He's taken care of. But um, he he had COVID, and um, yeah, you know, like we'll he'll call us when he's at work and stuff, and we'll hear him take like you know twenty steps and be out of breath and shit. And he had it like you know like two or three months ago, and so it's just like that's kind of like the like the residual like after effects, which is a bummer. And then I've got um. I've got a girl at work that had it and um, she still can't like, she still can't smell or it's just now starting to come back after like a month or so. But I mean, people, you know, and my, my sister was the first, uh, not the first, um, like the fourth, my sister was like the fourth confirmed case. Is it not usually open? No, it's usually open, but I think there's. I'll look at that later. It's not going anywhere. Um, anyway, my sister was like the fourth confirmed case in Allen County or something like that. And I mean, she had she had the cough bad. And she was like, I, I could see if you had any type of like lung shit going on, that that would put you down. I was mm. like, ooh, it's heavy. Mm. But then I always feel bad because I get like seasonal coughs. Like in the, in the winter, especially, just I get... Like phlegm and all that's you know super sexy stuff and mm-hmm. just end up fucking hacking my brains out and every time it's like oh is this it is this the COVID am I dead? See, it's yeah. rough. It's very very strange. Mm-hmm. Very 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 strange to to be a part of this period in time. We are experiencing a lot in twenty twenty. Oh my god! Just this last fucking four years. Would man, you this... have guessed bubonic plague at the beginning of the year? <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely not. Wow. Yeah. Well, and like, um, uh, Neil Pert, the drummer from Rush, mm-hmm. uh, died at, uh in January. Man, we should have known of this year. And I was like, oh man, twenty twenty is gonna suck. Little did I know. Little did you know how bad. Oof. Fuck, man. This whole year has just been... This year specifically has just been the, you know, the shit cherry on top of the fucking vomit cake. Mm-hmm. The last four years have been fucking wild. And I'm talking literally just in the bubble of America. Not even counting the rest yeah. of the world for a little bit fucking wild four years like this is how we cap off that four years like yeah right like, i'm not blaming trump for covid it does seem appropriate i am though. blaming him for how he handled covid oh of course yeah <laughs> y'all can eat a bag of dicks on that so he true though. very poorly very but poorly. like he's having a terrible go at it it's oh so bad this last four years and it's not like it's gonna get so much better at all oh you mean like now yeah oh no it's <laughs> like, not yeah it's, i have not fooled myself into thinking i just know that trump is the actual worst yeah and if he's not at the very least in charge of things like him existing as a person i am I care a little bit less about like before he was president. I think he has some stuff he needs to now pay for. We'll get into that. But like his, <laughs> his existence to me before was just like a thing that was, yeah. I didn't care. And it wasn't 
something I thought about on any sort of basis. Not at all. Then he became president. I was like, oh, shit, that shit affects me and people I know. Yeah. This is irritating. This is really irritating. I think that's like the I think that's like the worst part about the whole thing is like you know people people didn't like um, you know like people didn't like Obama when he first came around and shit but it wasn't for any it wasn't for any policy reasons it wasn't for any right thing like he it wasn't for anything that he did in the past there was no like you know grabber by the pussy thing coming from Obama people just didn't like him because they thought he was a Muslim. And, and it's which like, is big not deal. just because yeah. he was black, and people don't want to admit that America is still oh, for sure. racist as, still. as fuck. And people need to like talk about it, but they're like, no, if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. I'm like, yep, tell that to cancer. Well, and, and if you fucking you know, even now, if you look at the fucking voting map of the way that shit turned out, you know, even in you know places like, you know, even even in places like California. Like, they still had, like, red counties. Oh, yeah. You know, especially oh, yeah. in, like, you know, just the the woods of California. Just, they're super removed and super, you know, I bet those people feel like we feel now, like, living in red Indiana. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with all you people? But it's, it is frustrating because it's like, the reason you're acting the way you act, it's because you're ignorant and people don't like to hear it or be called ignorant because apparently that hurts your feelings. Yeah. I'm sorry that hurts your little baby feelings, but it's the truth. Fucking deal with it. Because fun fact, everyone is ignorant about things. Yeah. That's like the reality. So sure. being called on your ignorance shouldn't make you feel a type of way unless it's not something apparently you can emotionally handle. But it's it's ignorance. It is yeah. literally a lack of experience from being around people in other cultures of course and unfortunately in those areas you have to really seek it out but it's not impossible my grandma grew up in red arizona she is the most blm bernie sanders you know like i don't know if she's like pro reparations but i feel like she should be uh but like the most down with the cause white woman I've ever met I'm while still on holding you on. Want, you are, you, are you serious? Yeah, I do. It's early. I just had coffee. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to speedball this shit. This is speedballing. Do, do, oh, do up and down at the same time. No, that's fair, I suppose. It's good logic. Plus, oh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay crisp and be able to talk. And I too, too much is a bad thing when it comes to this for you. For for my for my for my verbiage, yes, that's fair. To be able to get a uh, a point across coherently, yes, so that's fair. That's I'll do fair. it. For, that's for the job, Corey. Do you want any more? <laughs> for the job? No, I, w- okay. I won't smoke all year. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you do. I feel rude doing that. Uh, it's I feel a, very rude doing that. Uh, it's a, that's me. That's me being a good host. Oh, thank you. You're my guest. Oh, or I guess you're Lumiere. Wait, like what? Lumiere? Like from Beauty and the Beast? I said you're my guest. Oh. oh. Come on, Ty. Bro, you were, I know there's Disney in there. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, right. Not everyone's been up for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Are you right? Not, not me. I've been up for an hour and a half. Very. I get up early now and it okay. makes me sad. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh... <laughs> How many hours of sleep do you usually get a night? 
I honestly get about seven or eight hours. Like, I don't play. Like, I have one of those people where it's like, no. Because I know if I get less, I'm... I become unreasonable to be around. Yeah. So, knowing what's about me, I do what I can to not put others in that situation. True. Yeah. I feel the same way. If I don't, if I don't get enough sleep, Oof. I am a cranky bitch. And, like... Well, because I'm, I'm so much the same way. Like, pretty much always like but once i'm not pretty much always people are immediately like bro like are you okay like do you need to talk about something i'm just like no i just didn't get to sleep dude like oh my god shut the fuck up let me get some coffee and get awake let me get this engine running that's why we're that's why working at a coffee shop is brilliant because it like if it's hitting me hard i'll just take like two shots of espresso to the dome and be like do the thing come on See, it's weird. I've noticed that I, I am getting very old. Uh, that, like, I'm usually in a better mood if I give myself a chance to wake up instead of just going. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this feels like I'm learning responsibility. Like, if you just, like, go to bed a little bit earlier, get up a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. your life will, it will work. Yeah, it does. Be you fine. feel better. Like, I'm like, Oh, this isn't even that bad. Waking up isn't terrible. <laughs> I've, been, I've been having trouble sleeping through the night. Like, that's been a super difficult thing for me recently. And, like, even, like, without drinking or anything like that, like, it's fucking... I'll wake up, like, four or five times a night for, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes and just be, like, staring at the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. It's been shitty. So then, you know, like... Like last night, uh, we went to bed at like one o'clock, and I woke up at and I woke up woke up at ten. Like, and you'd think that nine hours would be a lot, but it's like punctuated by moments of being awake, and I'm like, wow, I super don't feel rested. Like, mm. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, it's probably just you know stress from the world, and because when I wake up, my mind is just racing. What am I gonna do? And it's even about dumb shit too. Like I thought about how I'm gonna post because the the last time that I did a thing with the intro, I had to like cut things and move shit around and make it fade in and out and whatever. And it took me like 20 minutes, which isn't a long time. But I was just like, oh man, this this is some bullshit. I don't know how to do this, and I'm like looking shit up and. Cause I'm not fluent in this, you know, the language of this program yet. And so like, I woke up last night and I was like, how am I going to make that more? How am I going to make that better today? And, and you I, did it so quickly. And I was just thinking about it. But yeah. Cause now I'm just like, Oh, you drag and drop it here. You have one little, sp- <laughs> you have one little bit to highlight the whole fucking thing and go fade in, fade out. We're good. Yeah, see? Yep. So, I mean, it was useful. The, the time that I, you know, am up is, usually somewhat like productive i'll be thinking about shit or like i'll write shit down too like on my phone just be like oh this is how i'm feeling me oh and uh but yeah it's super not conducive to my um like my full sleep schedule uh i feel like we suffer from different problems because my my thing is just letting it go (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, oh, bro, that that's tough for me. Uh, I it has gotten easier and easier. Like there are times when I'll be mad at Jeff for something. 
oh, yeah. that like was in the moment very inconvenient. But I'll notice like not even sixty seconds later, I'm over it. Yeah, it's like oh, um, water under the bridge. Can't have been that mad. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's just glitter, man. It goes away. It does sometimes. Well, and I, I feel like I need to. I've been I've been feeling the need to do some meditating. I was going to suggest that actually. I was like, really? Have you tried meditating? I, I honestly haven't. I've been super meaning to. I just need to like do the, it's like everything else. You know, I need to, instead of just thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Just put fucking 10 minutes aside. And do it. Mm-hmm. Like, just find a place and just and focus on, focus on breathing. Focus on, you know, your heartbeat and just whittle those problems away. Like if, you know, if you got to, you know, oh, I'm thinking about, yeah, what am I going to do at work? And it's like, you'll take care of it when it gets there. Oh, I got this problem with this one dude. Not right now. So I feel like that's been a thing that I've been meaning to do and having not doing it. But I've been so... My shit's been so scattered recently that I am focusing on, like, one thing that makes that better, and that's painting and video games. Wow. Yeah. And so, like... Because when I want to do those things, like, I don't plan it out like I do, like I was just talking about. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go do this. And then I end up doing it for, like, two hours, and I'm like, fuck, I should... Probably go clean the kitchen or do something else or, you know. <laughs> Let's go do something um, that isn't just emotionally productive. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what people like to write video games off as or things of that. Like, oh, it's not important. I'm like, no, it is. It is important to give yourself those. Oh, for sure. Emotional freedoms. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that or they don't do it in meaningful ways. Like. Because the pastime for America is to now just, I got off work, I'm going to go home, I'm going to just veg, as my grandma would put it, on some TV. And she's not wrong in that it's, it's not, it would be one thing if you were like mindfully watching something, like taking, really taking in what's being presented to you. But a lot of people aren't. Reality TV. It yep. it serves to be like, well, I just got off of this. At least I'm not this bad. Because, <sighs> honestly, because you're too busy working to focus on your actual emotional problems. But, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but that's how people like to grade. It's like, oh, I don't have that problem. It's like, you don't have that problem because you don't think about your problems. You don't solve them. I, I feel like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of that. But I, we all are. It's okay. I think that that's the thing. I think that like this year specifically has been that kind of shit where it's like even if I'm even if I didn't have a very long day or a very hard day or I didn't deal with a lot of assholes or I didn't like walk around more than I needed to, you know, even after a day like that, I get home and I still feel exhausted. Just like oh my god, I don't want to do anything, and so I'll. I'll do the things that let me sit on my ass. Meditation should be included in that. I mean, as long as you are remembering to take deep breaths, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. 
True that. But you can video game all you want as long as you are being mindful in your breath and what you're taking in. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. I don't do the. I don't do the rage thing anymore. Mm-mm. No, that was. I used to. I got way. I would get just way worked up, and that was the one. That was one of the reasons me and video games kind of had a falling out. Is just like. Well, I've told you about the, you know, this thing where I would play video games hardcore for fucking, you know, it would consume me. And I would go, oh, these numbers are all arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything. Like, what's the point? I'm taking this too seriously. And I would sell it and I would buy weed or a camera or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. The th- yeah. Many and then, a good system has gone. I'm like, damn, yeah. Todd, I was fast. <laughs> and then, like, my Switch, for example. Like, I had that thing for four months you should have kept that thing i should have kept that thing man that thing was super cool but i like you know i felt like i was like turning over a new leaf because it's not going to be in my house anymore but it's like dude just mindfully put it aside and do something else and so like and i've got that down pretty well and so i you know i'll tell other people like you know uh you know, don't be ash- don't be ashamed to put time, especially now, into the things that into the things that you're doing that make you feel better about literally anything. Like it could be whatever hobby that you're into. Like fucking water that seed, man, because mm-hmm. that is a very important piece of you right now. A lot of what I've done is like revisiting things that I enjoyed as a kid. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like I, I have, I only plan on getting about six, but I have four out of the six Megazords and Power Rangers. No way. <laughs> the little kid in me is so happy right now. So happy. Like, uh, most of them are used. I'm still really that's happy fine. and thankful. Like the little kid in me didn't care. He's like, I have this, this part of me that never really got acknowledged and now it feels like content it's like just going back and sort of giving myself things cool like no i'm (laughs) i super support that man it has been kind of a game changer for like my whole relationship like we're both just more keen to doing and giving ourselves like little granted the megazord is not a little thing but giving ourselves those like moments like as a little kid just like just take this have have that moment with yourself and just remember like the little joy and it just like keeps things going in a way that is for sure I think it's very healthy. I think it's very healthy to have like little bursts of joy in yourself. I super agree, man. I, I, I really, really like that idea. Um, Self care. Yeah, except well, exactly, and just a little, a little, just a little present for you, man. Something to make you smile. Something mm-hmm. to make you go, ah, oh, that's nice. I remember that feeling. And then when let's, you look at it, you can have that feeling again. Like, let's oh. do that. Ah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's I. Um, I was thinking about what I would get. It would probably be Lego sets. Find that Lego set. Bro, find that Lego set, Ty. You know it's what I'm talking about. You find that Lego set. I totally do. Do it. Do it. Do it and just feel your own like emotion. Mm. You 
I'm telling you, I am telling you, it literally feels some type of way. Like, just that little kid rush. Like, you thought, like, I know at a point a lot of us thought we would never feel that kind of awe or happiness. Like, the first time we saw Jurassic Park and the first time we see the T-Rex, and it's just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Like, as a kid, it's like, shit, wow, this is this is so dope. And I feel like as adults, we don't allow ourselves to be just all like awestruck yeah that kind of thing yeah. or are, are you talking more of like uh, an entire feeling like we don't allow ourselves to be we don't allow ourselves to feel that childish first yeah okay that, exactly cool. that we don't I'm actually kind of both in okay. all honesty it's very much both like yeah. we, and it's 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 honestly something i see it's very interesting to watch in juxtaposition to um my husband's parents relationship Hmm. Because I, I feel like they just seeing people who don't, for reasons that they don't, they don't practice self-care in that way. And just seeing, like, their relationships with each other and the people they're around, it's like, that's that's wholly different than just what... I feel people want to normally cultivate. I don't think that's even what they want to cultivate for themselves, but they only know again, when you only know one way, when you only see things from this perspective, how do you know where, how you want to change? I think that's, I think that attitude is super prevalent in older generations relationships i mean it still happens in today's relationships totally where you see Um, one person just like it you know envelop this other person it's like that's who i am now i hate that it sucks i've Um, always hated that it yeah and i think that that's i think that's why i've had you know um i look back at a lot of earlier relationships that i had where it was you know pretty much that i'm doing this to like either impress this other person or you know put on this thing that will make this other person like me or something like that and in my later years i've definitely been like fuck that like i'm just gonna do the things that i like and then somebody will come around that'll be like oh i think that's dope that you do that they don't even have to like the same thing they can just be like do you boo boo and that is inspired more happiness within you know relationships but sorry go can i tell you something i found very funny um i remember at like near the end of my relationship in general with gordon i listened to and i sang to myself the um that Shania Twain song that don't impress me much (laughs) singing it to myself about my own actions and i was like damn damn dude (laughs) I feel time like to more, make a change. Time to make a change. I feel like more people should do that. Like take songs where they seem to be talking about other people and what they're bringing to the relationship, and bring that to yourself. Like bring that yeah. perspective in. As I feel like we're always not we, but society wants us to always be pushing out instead of like kind of looking in because I can change this way easier than I can change any of you assholes. Yeah, <laughs> like for y'all. Sure. Y'all are y'all own like temples and clay pots. You're gonna mold them. Mm-hmm. You know? Y'all mold your own shit. Don't worry about. I'm not worry about you. I can't force you to do anything. So as long as you don't stick your hands in my pot, we good. Yeah. 
like the moment you try to stick your hands in my pot, we got problems. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, like especially back in the day, mm-hmm. like those motherfuckers would be like, "You guys are sharing this pot. This is your pot." No, it, it was dudes must... being like, "This is my pot." Yeah, this is my pot, and this is also my pot, and you don't get a say in that. Yeah, and I feel like that was a lot of it. But then you also, it's. I mean, it's healthy to have our. It's healthy to have our pot. Yeah. you know, and work on that. But that's only with you know. But that, but see, that's who's... my relationship with anybody. Like I have, I get other people have beef, but that's not my beef. Like, yeah, cool. I sometimes it's like if it was if something was done in a shady enough way, I'll be like, I don't know if I want to do that. But there's sometimes like, I mean, also, what were you doing in conjunction with this person? Cause not, nothing happens in a vacuum. Yeah. Like I'm not, I, I'm, I never want to be someone who like, um, blames a victims of abuse, but oftentimes it gets to the point where you're just abusing each other Yeah. and you have to take responsibility for that part as well. And I'm not justifying by any means what happened to you. I simply say, acknowledge the, the hand you help. And sometimes it's not you. Sometimes you genuinely get stuck with a person who is trash. Yeah. Who is just human fecal garbage. And, and you, you know, you've been, emo- you know, manipulated to stick around. Like right. that kind of shit. We're forced. And that, that is a wholly valid thing. It does yep. happen. I also feel like there are some people who genuinely choose to stay around for whatever reason. And I cannot identify the why. Yeah. Understandable. Sometimes it's a choice. Yeah. And I think that also needs to be said. Yeah. Like, you know, if you think that you can change this person or whatever. I can fix them. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. sweetie. No. No. Sometimes you have to look at what, like, ghost pottery thing you're doing and seeing if that's if that's what you want. Yeah. And that goes with friendships as well. For sure. I feel like a lot of people don't apply those kind of filters. Like, they, for whatever reason, treat their, like romantic relationships with different loves than their friend relationships. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me because what I have with another person is intimate. It is what we have. It's not what I'm trying to do with everybody else. It's every, everything I'm doing with everyone, even if it's in a group, it's different. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, like those are, you know, those are relationships that I think a lot of, um, I have a, I have a friend who's doing a, 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 um, uh, he's making music with a group now and there's this uh, one guy in the group that uh, has been causing a lot of disagreements and and it's nothing like it's nothing even you know bad I told him about the story that when I was in, in El Camino um, we had a member who has since moved on that not a lot of us liked we well, just name names. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just didn't get along with him very well, you know, and he was he was from fucking Kansas, so he, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna move to the big city, Fort Wayne. I mean, that is a that's a big leap. Good on him. I'm I applaud you. I applaud him doing his thing, and he he did his thing well. He played um he played his instrument very well. He was a he was a good guy. Like he wasn't a dick. He was just 
fucking weird, man. It's like, you know, and so like, um, oh. <laughs> yeah. And there were a couple things, there were a couple behavioral things here and there. Like we went out to eat and the dude paid his bill in cash and got some change back and like just left the change. And we went, nope, sit down. Like, let, let us teach you. If you're like, you're representing this table as a whole right now. And I would like to be seen in this restaurant again, so tip more. And he was like, oh, well, I mean, that's how, I, I knew that's how much the food was going to be, so that's all I brought. And we were like, again, no, don't know where you learned that from. Uh, don't do I'm that. I'm telling you where he learned, he learned that from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kansans. I mean, but that's... And I say that because I feel like Kansas, on average, is probably a bit older in its demographic. Yep. Because my grandma, love her to death, she's a horrible tipper. Is she from Kansas? No, she's from Arizona. Uh, So, you know that, I feel like there's a (laughs) region and age of people who genuinely do that and think that's enough. Yeah. And that's how, because that's how they were shown, and that's, you know, how racist their ancestors were, because, you know, the whole idea of tipping is based off of racism. Yeah. Cough, cough. for the day. Yeah. It's if it if it seems like it doesn't include racism, fun fact it probably does. Yeah, put that in your pocket. <laughs> Why is it always about race with you? I didn't do it. Yeah, I it's not it. my <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't write this story. Hey, I'm just, y'all can't be mad. We're pointing out the facts now. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so it was more of like you know, and so even in, you know, even when you're dealing with friends and stuff, I think that there is a a way to you know keep somebody around who isn't that um like if i see this person in you know if i see this person in public i'm not gonna be a dick to them or whatever i mean that's just being kind yeah like i don't have to like you to be kind to you exactly and i think that i think you know People miss that when it comes to, you know, friends and wanting to reach out and stuff. And it's like, if that person is not fulfilling whatever friendship need that you have, break that shit off, man. Like, why you keep trying? For real, though. Yeah. For real. I feel very much strongly and in the same vein. Because it's like, why, why waste that effort on anything, really? Yeah. If you feel you're not getting out what you're putting in, in some sort of equal way, and you're and you feel upset about because a lot of people do it and they don't feel any type of way about it because they don't like realize or whatever, but if you feel negatively about that, fucking do something. Yeah, like cut that shit, man. Why do you continue to allow that to happen? Because then you're just abusing yourself. Yeah, and you deserve better. You do deserve better. A lot of people need to hear that. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that coworker you work with, I think about him a lot. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh, I listened back, and I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. If like I'm, I'm reading him, I'm not. <laughs> but at the same time, oh I fuck, I don't, him. I don't remember who we were talking about. Mm, the the guy who likes to hook up with uh, frat guys and have oh yeah drunken experiences, but no longer does drunken yeah. experiences because drinking is hard on the body. That's true. 
Actually, I have had a couple shifts with him recently, and I don't know if it's because he uh, kicked this one guy he was after to the curb. Ooh, that's but, powerful. And But it was like, that's the thing, man. He he met this dude at the place that I work, and um, I think that there were feelings involved. But uh, the guy was not um, feeling the same way. Um... So, I sorry for hitting Wait, the microphone there. Were they fucking still though? No. Oh, so there was. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that then I really don't get it. Like if y'all weren't at least fucking, yeah. why are y'all why are you tripping? <laughs> I think there was. I think there was some leading on. That still to me doesn't. <laughs> that to me sounds like. There's some. There was some wavering there. <laughs> That to me sounds like there was some type of uh, physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. I I don't Look, know. I I am telling you, it, one I'm not saying it happened often, but at one point there was dick involved. <laughs> I don't I can't tell you when in that timeline it happened, yeah. or how many times, but at least once, dick was involved because. Gay men are nothing, nothing. If we do not love dick, <laughs> like that's true. I think that goes with the territory. It, I mean, we're we. I know gay men will do some, and I'm putting this on blast. We have done some nasty and questionable things because we had to in our past. Yeah, and we kind of like as historical preservation continue to do some of those things. And it has it's 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 questionable. It's hella questionable. But if dick isn't involved, we're not that. Um, when it comes to other dudes yeah. that we're trying, like when it comes to that, if there hasn't been dick involved at least once, we are not that involved then. Because I've I have had a crush on many a dude who I didn't hook up with, and then it was like, oh well, that happened. The moment you involve dick, yeah, it's like oh something, an element changes. So if I was feeling you that way, and then you involve dick, then that's basically like. An amplifier. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, that's how that works. That is, like, the, the law of the jungle on that one. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, so I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, there was dick involved. I can't tell you where or with whom or when, but at some point, dick went somewhere. Maybe the, a couple somewhere. This, the straights feel the same. Don't worry. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, I think there, there's probably a war somewhere involved where... Somewhere, Country, yeah, countries went and killed each other over you know, somebody no, or somewhere not getting. There's no pussy. big stories about that. Yeah, you know, there might be. Uh, we don't know. The Iliad exists. That's true. <laughs> and I don't think it was a one-off. There's plenty of dickery in there. Oh, girl. <laughs> anyway, anyway, wait, hold up. So, can we just like acknowledge how utterly, utterly fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> ancient Greece was oh dude they were so gay <laughs> they wholly wholly went to war with Troy for this man's wife and I'm like but you were sucking dick so did you really care that much or are yeah. you just trying to save face it wasn't that deep it wasn't no they were just like oh how dare you impugn my honor right like you you just beef with this dude and I guarantee you one of you shot a load in someone's mouth yeah why we playing? There were way too many public baths. 
that's not a bad thing. <laughs> oh no, I fully su- I fully support public baths and massage parlors of questionable nature. Same. I just wish they would like lax up on these rules because I'm like, bro, just let people do it. Stop being so weird. I saw the most uh, when I was in New Orleans. I saw the most obvious massage parlor ever. Was it off the highway? No, <laughs> it was on the main drag. It was right off of Bourbon Street. Oh, and oh, it, that makes sense. It just said in there were there was um, it's on the inside of the glass, and it was like Japanese. Uh, like chalk like those chalk markers that was written on there and then underneath it it just said massage in those like sticker things and they were like weirdly spaced and then underneath it a completely different sign and completely different font it said by appointment only no hours or anything and it was just this tiny little brick building with one by appointment only. yeah one window in the front of it that had the curtains drawn a thing behind the curtains and metal bars on the inside of the glass and i was like people fuck in there and i am about it here see i feel like there's also something a little erotic about that as well like to know that there is a place where buckery is afoot yeah it's hot like even if it's not sex i want to be involved and i am here for it that's why i love new orleans man it just you walk around and you're like somebody's fucked here within the last 12 hours damn it's everywhere damn i'm about it that's great it's kind of nice it's it's kind of well, it's it's liberating in that way and i think that i think that that feeling um has been kind of like the feeling of new orleans i mean besides you know the slave trade and whatever yeah you know, I mean, you gotta you gotta ignore something to have a good time. That's 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 my response. That's well, my that's response to uh sometimes you ignore the people doing drugs and you're like, I'm not paying attention to that. Yeah. Just, y'all said yes, are you are you an adult? You said yes, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> or like the you know, how everything is connected to racism in some way. <laughs> if you thought about that shit all the time, you would just be a mess. Or you'd be black. Or you'd be black. <laughs> but, I mean, as a black man, do you do you hang up on that shit? Or do you, do you receive it, ponder it, acknowledge it, and then be like, okay. I have to, because it's everything. It's like, oh, that's racist. Yeah. Uh. I, I've learned, actually, because I have a lot of white coworkers, to just stop and do it internally. Because every time I go, that's racist. To yeah. stuff they say, they're like, everything's racist. I'm like, oh, it's because... It's because it is, man. It is, and you're white. Yeah. Stop, stop making excuses. And if you can catch them on the big shit, <sighs> I can't. Like, that's the thing. Like oh, they never really? say anything that's like, I, like the outwardly, like you know, like dropping like hard R's or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be like they'll see a little old Asian Asian lady driving. It'll be like, who, 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 who? She's a bad driver. And I mean, she was, but you didn't have to point yeah. it out. <laughs> He's like, look, you're right. And then they went on to like make some borderline and i say borderline they were more racist than not but they weren't like so offensive that me getting angry or saying anything would have changed anything yeah and that's what i think we have to do is learn to pick those battles and i can't yeah y'all all all the time and that's the thing like you know i'm i have it's a lot of energy it's a lot of energy especially if 
and here's here's the slippery part to this because like you know i don't think you know from from you know do you think that those people would ever hurt somebody of another race or culture indirectly <laughs> i mean like i mean like physically i don't think they would be the ones causing yeah the hate crimes yeah or you know i i don't think that they you know i i think of people like my dad and would he weaponize the police on black people he wouldn't be against it well then <laughs> yeah and there's a problem there um but like he's he's not you know he's that kind of like casual racist right and so I prefer out, like just outward loud racism. Yeah, like just at least you have a like. I know I'm probably not going to change it, but I can like you're loud enough that I can steer clear of your whole existence. Mm -hmm. Like you're okay. But my, you know, my I I don't think my I don't think my dad would ever you know go out of his way to burn a cross on a lawn. Burn a cross on a lawn, <laughs> or. You know, fucking March saying be the like, Jews will not replace us. Yeah, or be like you towelhead or anything. You know, e extensive wow. like that, right? Wow. I had to break something out that I knew wouldn't be outwardly <laughs> offensive to everybody. A, I'll, 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 I'll offend. I didn't mean any by it. I didn't mean anything by it. I could use wetback instead. Wow. Would that, be, be, would that be better? No. No. <laughs> No. Gosh, I'm so I'm sorry to everybody of <laughs> just, every culture that I've just offended. I'm I'm making an example here. I'm making um, an example of how racist he's not. <laughs> yeah. But it makes if you fucking say that shit, it makes it harder to determine the people that won't burn a cross on a lawn to the people that will burn a cross on a lawn. True. That's what I was trying to get at. See, after I, my after I trampled cultures. <laughs> I know people that would use those words or phrases or imagery actively, but still not like be physically violent. And I think at some point we have to start calling out the uh, verbal stuff. Like, oh, for sure. Really just like, all right, here's why this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with being PC. It's not being fucking respectful because I guarantee when you see and hear people talking, when you hear anyone talking about white people and you're, a, and I see the facial expression you make, you know how this at least in part feels. Yeah. So if that's the case, why do you continuously continue to just, that's redundant. <laughs> continuously, continuously continue. continue. <laughs> you just continuously practice cunt like behavior. Yeah. I have to. For I, real. Well, it's like, um, the, the big thing for me was, um, the big recent one anyway, um, was, uh, I mean, there was the, there's the non-binary thing, which I still don't understand, but it's not my place to understand it. So I'm, I love everybody and I'm happy for anybody who finds that comfort, um, uh, retarded. It, it took me stepping back and be like. No, that's really fucked up. I should not say that anymore. And it, like, makes me wince when I hear it now. And, you know, for obvious good reason. 
It does. And my whole, like, thing is, my whole reason I haven't, because I don't say it, but I know how I, when I did say it, how I meant it was more when someone was literally just being stupid and then had nothing to do with anything to do with how a person's brain develops and processes information. It wholly has to do with the behavior that person was displaying. Yeah. Like. Which makes me sad because I lost a word I really enjoyed using to describe that. Like it was really convenient. Yeah. <laughs> now it's now I just have to find something to be more creative. Yeah. I wanted to be lazy. That's just, yeah. <laughs> to find another way to insult you. <laughs> I know you have that vocabulary core. I do. I should use it. But yeah, like that was. Um, but I mean, it, you know, like what we were just talking about. It took somebody, you know, explaining to me like. Hey man, do you do you actually realize how fucked up that is to say that? And I went, oh whatever, you're just being sensitive. And then I went, oh wait, no, I'm I'm literally putting down and marginalizing an entire group of people, like because of it. So like any other, you know, slang shit that's in that nature. It's the same way when people use. Uh... <sighs> Gypsy? I hate saying it because I know. But there are people who are like, well, I was this and black people say nigga. And I'm like, first of all, nigga. Don't, don't even. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Especially in America. Mm -hmm. A white person said this to me. I'm like, girl, if you do not get your whole self on talking about what I am Romani so I can say it. I'm like, are you? But even so, like... But then why would you? Because it... But then again, why would black people use... Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's tough line, man. Ask, um, ask Lauren. She would be able to better explain this than I can. Um, oh. she, uh, her family is also Romani. And, um, you know, she has no intention or desire to take that word back. You know, like, that's not, she, you know, she acknowledges that it was, you know, in fucking World War Two, man. Like, they were capturing those people and also sending them to the camps, along with anybody who was, you know, mentally disabled. Gay. Black. Jewish. They sent them all. <laughs> they were yeah. collecting the minorities. They were just like, yeah, anybody that's Doing not Doing what America us. wish it had the guts to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dude, we don't fucking. Dude, they are burning France down. America is such pussies. Right? They always will talk shit about France. I'm like, bruh, the people of France shit on you daily. Yeah. Daily. They don't take shit from the government. They refuse to take shit from their government. They chopped off heads. They did mm. multiple times. Like, I think it's funny that people are like, ha ha ha, that one time in France. I'm like, you realize they multiple times yeah. they marched out to where the monarchs were, pulled them up out of there and said, yep. Time. Y- y'all forgot. Didn't you time for you to go? <laughs> y'all forgot. France, French people are the just thuggiest. I love that about them. They're so <laughs> thug. Like they're like, we don't play. We will run up in your yeah. house. <laughs> take, take your dome, take you. dude. Take it. Uh, what was it? Russians were the same way. Oh, yeah. Russians don't fuck around. Didn't. 
I don't I don't think yeah. it applies like they're letting some shit slide right now. They're a lot seedier now. They're a lot more like we'll take the legs out from you and let you fall. But see, I feel like Russian people are kind of like I realized like the meme of like Vladimir Putin on a bear shirtless. It's a meme to us. That's a part of their pop culture. That so is, that shit is accurate to them. Like for them, that is that culturally. Is, yeah. So for the propaganda they're being fed, it's a <laughs> lot like North Korea. I don't know like how much they believe it or how much they're actually allowed to dissent, if at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't like, think I, so. I don't think the Russian government plays. And I don't think like the French no. government plays, but the French people. French people don't play. They give way less of a fuck. Yeah. And I feel like Russia is in the same like they're they're in more of a hostage situation than France. Like France is like, no, we're a democracy. We've been a democracy. We don't play with you. Yeah. While it's the people, right? Remember that shit. North Korea and Russia don't have lost that track record. I don't know if North Korea ever had it the way they did, but Russia used to have it because they were like, "You did what? Yeah. Let us kill your family. Yeah. The whole of it, all of it, the kids, the grandmamas, everybody, yeah. everybody's catching the dead." <laughs> Like that used to be Russia's like that was their bag, dude. That they was. were about that. They didn't give not a solitary fuck, which is why they're so dangerous in general. Like yeah. again, thugs. Why they have such dope uh architecture as well. Also, they're it's so good. Like I don't know why I like it the way I do, but I do. It's uh, because it was built by madmen. There's something so beautiful about that. They also make really good composers. Oh yeah, they do. Um, ballet mm-hmm. dancers as well. Fact. Apparently, ballet dancers is like anytime Lauren finds this new ballet dancer that she's just in love with, she goes, "Of course, she's fucking Russian." Like they're, they're just amazing. They are. You, do you know why they're amazing? Here's the low key thing that they try not to tell you. Is it because they have to be? They're just... not white. Oh. They aren't white in the same cultural way that most of Europe is white. Yeah. And the rest of the world is white. They're a lot like. Just like a fair-skinned group of native people who did their own and stayed in their own. I can see that. So that's how I look at Vikings. People are like, "Oh, Vikings!" I'm like, "Yeah, but Vikings were natives. Yeah. They were natives who went to war with other natives, but they were natives of that thing, and they stayed that way, and they had a connection to their environment. They didn't like yeah. overuse. They were in relative balance and harmony with their situation, like a lot of other." Native cultures, the Aztec notwithstanding, because, good lord, <laughs> that's he- yeah, that's heavy. Mm, they were they were very empirical. They sacrificed a lot of people. Raw. I mean, I bet the I bet the Vikings did too. Not nearly as many. Oh, not nearly <laughs> as many. They didn't have whole pyramids built to do just dedicated that. to human sacrifice, which on one hand is fairly metal. It is. I'll, I'll like, say it. <laughs> from like from a historical standpoint, like part of me is someone who loves like archaeology and anthropology and all that stuff that goes into history. Yeah. It's I want to deeply know what the culture was really like to have become that. Mm-hmm. Because that is one, a really weird place to get to. Like how? Yeah. But also it's unfortunately it's a really cool it's really it's dope. Super like, fascinating, yeah. You built a whole culture around human sacrifice and heartbeat like, yep. that's fascinating morbidly fascinating that that morbidly fascinating thing is um people like spiders people like you know <laughs> people go on like serial killer tours 
and stuff. I could never. Oh my gosh, have you seen um check out uh it's this bit on Netflix called Dark Tourist? I have seen it. He's yeah? on yeah, 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 we watched it. Oh, did we? No, no, no. I oh, think I thought we, you me meant... and Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeff and I watched yeah, it. Yeah, the, the Royal We. Uh, <laughs> that is royal we. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my king. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this. <laughs> um, oh goodness. If you do, Jeff. Hi. 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 Hello from oh. the podcast worlds. Um, we did. It was he went to Colombia and a bunch of other places. Yeah. And I yeah. was like. I wouldn't go uh, to a lot of these places. Like he went to like Fukushima. Yeah, yeah, that's the I love that. And one. it was, for me, it was very great so because tense. people are like, it wasn't that bad, and this and that. I'm like, Bro. people still, they've cleared it to live. People still cannot live there because radiation is so high. Yep. And you're telling me that it had no effect on the environment. Fuck up. Sorry. My face. <laughs> fuck about my face. Sorry about the mic. <laughs> But get the fuck out of my face. Tell me it didn't have this weird global impact because there's oh, no sure. way that it didn't. Yeah, man. That doesn't even make any sense. That shit's not going to be the same for, you know, at least 200 years. At least. You'll still find bits of it a thousand years later. Look at Chernobyl. Yeah. Look at Chernobyl. The half-life of that shit is like 3,000 years. It's wild. But then there were like some locations he visited that were like, that's actually, I would love to see. Like that one abandoned city, like just it was oh, wholly yeah. abandoned, oh, and it's built on like an island or something. Yes, yeah. I was like, that would be it's wild, fascinating, and just like it was also really emotional because I'm pretty sure he also like brought someone who lived there, yeah, back for yeah. like the first time ever, and it was just one of those. You could see like one like his reaction as a tourist to all, but then just like that somber realization the other person was having like reliving yeah those things it was like that was it was really powerful that show itself was like there's a lot of there's a lot of humbling mm-hmm. in that and i think that that is an important thing to do with a show like that instead of just go oh look at this gory place now let's happily you know jaunt on to the next horrible thing that we're gonna see today mm-hmm. um or they went to um Hugo Chavez. they went to what <laughs> Was it Hugo? Uh, the Colombian dude. Oh, uh, I don't know. Are we talking about the show still, or is this? Yeah, yeah. Escobar. Yeah, that's who it was. Excuse okay. me, my bad. Yeah, because like, but the, yeah, that guy. The es- yeah, yeah. That was nuts. I want to guess on that. Like that, that to me for a minute was wholly nuts. Like, he was like talking to the bodyguard and shit. Mm-hmm. Stunned. Yeah. This happened. This happened. He released hippos. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Pablo Escobar released hippos into the wild at his place, and they're like, they're still fucking shit up over there. They are an invasive species. Uh, ye- yeah, super. <laughs> so that's a thing. Part of me is genuinely like, but why hippos? Like, I don't know. It's a good question. Just because he had, you know, fuckloads of money and didn't know what else to do with it. So I'm going to buy and release hippos. Let's buy a hippo. Makes sense to me. This is rock. This is white people with Hawaii. Right. And Australia. Like, there's a brilliant um, South Park bit where um, they, like, go to Hawaii and there's a battle between, like, the natives, which are just, you know, white people that have had timeshares for more than, like, 20 (laughs) years. And then the newcomers, which is, like, you know, Gen Z and stuff and... Yeah, it's super funny, and 
like just about everything with South Park, very poignant and on the head. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes oh, they can bit. go on a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, your whiteness is showing. Mm. Your perspective is very skewed. I can see your lack of diversity in the writing room. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta have more diversity in the writing room for every Dude, single show out there. Everything. Ever. Talking directly to you, Tyler Perry. I had a rant by myself, <laughs> to myself, earlier in my room about this. Talking directly to Tyler Perry, you need more diversity in your writing room and your directorial staff. Yeah. I mean, by that, I mean you need to get women. <laughs> or at least some feminine perspectives. For sure. Hire some trans people, hire some, some gays. When's the, last time some... A, when's the last time a Medea movie came out, though? 2018. What the fuck? Yeah, really? My husband and me go see it. <laughs> I did not want to go. I hadn't watched one in years. And he was like, we're going to go see it. I'm like, I mean, because. He, he, I wa- he wanted to go? Yeah. He does, is. does he enjoy Tyler Perry movies? He does. Hey, right on. I mean, in his defense, the first two are actually very good and important conversations to have. Which ones were they? Because um, by now it's like Ernest goes to prison and there's just, you know, like I get they're not. Uh, Dire of a Mad Black Woman, which was just like, for the black community, it is, was such a such a movement piece. Like, Is that the call to Popo Ho? Yes, one? okay. That one, okay. it's great. It gives yeah. us lots of good things. Tyler Perry's a great drag queen. Yeah, <laughs> you're a great drag sure. queen. It's, it's on point, sis. It's I have no <laughs> notes. It's so good. Uh, just call it what it is. Um, anyway, and then the second one was uh, Medea's family reunion, and that had a conversation about generational trauma that was being inflict- inflicted on the younger generations by the older generations coming up and. I was like, that was actually, again, another very important conversation yeah. to have and to point at. But then it just, like, lost its whole damn mind. Do, yeah, do they still have the... I don't remember. I remember I've seen Family Reunion, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, so I might as well say I haven't seen it. Um, I remember both of them very distinctively. Oh, really? Like, that's how important they were to the culture. I remember... Um, I definitely remember uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, um, but uh, I mean then it. But I think you know. Uh, it's okay to say Tyler Perry's work is not influential in your life, and it doesn't need to be. Oh, it's not. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm never gonna put that on you. Um, I don't know, but I I will say I feel like it's. I, um, I'm I'm trying to equate it to something where like the first couple of these movies or the first couple of these things were these really good like social commentary pieces and you know not only is the story well done but it's also like a comedy bit so it kind of like has this guise of you know comedy shit but they're yeah, talking sounds about sounds like real Spike stuff. Lee work Spike Lee's <laughs> that's a joke Spike's Lee Spike's Lee Spike's Lee that sounds like Spike Lee's work um, on the real that does sound like his first couple projects were like really good and then it not in the same way yeah it became very preachy and it's like like when he did black Klansman for me as the people who are going to watch his movie yeah know about this already yeah this is who are you talking like this isn't new to us this isn't like we're unaware of how this that went dude. down. Oh, so, okay. I mean, the whole situation, like, we know. We know this. Yeah. And I mean, if 
you happen to be a Gen Zer in the black community and you might not know your history, this could be a great tool for a jumping in point. Yeah. But on the whole, nigga, you talking to other niggas. Yeah. <laughs> There's no white people here. Like the people that need to hear this message ain't here. They ain't at your movies. That's I'm, I'm not super familiar with a lot of Spike Lee's work. Thank you for proving my point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what else did he do? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did Malcolm X. I want to say that was Spike Lee. What Denzel else? What else? Yeah, no, I've never, seen. I've seen that. What else? What else did he do? Because I've uh, seen. I've seen a Spike Lee joint everywhere. Chirac. Haven't seen that one. I'm failing right now because I don't know all of his work. That's fine. I might. I might bring up his IMDb real quick. That's fine. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen Thirteen Years a Slave. I don't think that was Spike Lee. No? I've seen it, but I don't think that was Spike Lee. Oh, he did do uh, The Five Bloods, and that is one I actively would like to see. Um, I'm not saying, and in fairness, his work is still on the whole better than Tyler Perry's. That's oh, that's not oh. the comparison I'm making in that regard. For sure. <laughs> for sure. It's just, you've you started off on these great highs in terms of how you were presenting commentary and the way you were directing. And then yeah. it just became very much the same. I might compare Tim Burton and Tyler Perry though. Who did, who did 13 years of slave? Was, uh, that, was that Steve McQueen? Why is my fairly certain it was a white guy? Like, I don't know what white guy, but I'm fairly certain it was in fact a white dude. But uh, yeah, like it's, which it's really, again, it's it's very strange to me that there are so many white directors telling these stories. Oh, Steve McQueen did it. He's a black dude. Is Steve McQueen black? Yeah. And he's got a lot of fucked up movies. Wait, what? Um, Steve McQueen black? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know it either. For a long time. Um, but he did... Uh, <laughs> His whole life, I bet. <laughs> he did Shame and Hunger. Um, I haven't oh. seen... Uh, yeah. I haven't, oh. I haven't seen Hunger, but I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of Shame, and it's rough. Well, I redact my statement about him being white because um, I didn't know. I also, I would. That's great. Oh, oh, it's Twelve Years a Slave. Also, my dumbass. Um, but he also is doing a miniseries called uh, Small Axe, and I really want to see it. I could get into this. Um. But I can now tell you why I have the issue I have with Django. Okay. I'd like to hear it. Uh, it feels, and also I'm going to thank Lynette for this, it feels uh, weird to have this revenge fantasy yeah. told by a white dude. Yeah. Because it's nothing that he would know or experience culturally in any way. Yeah. So a lot of the choices he chose to make, like, in the way he did Sam Jackson's character and having that white German dude who didn't really need to be there. Things like that show like in the overuse of the N word, like, yeah, those, those are things where that's, that's part of why it's questionable. Cause it's like, so who is this story for? Cause this is, this is not a story for black people. Yeah. Yeah. True. And you'd think, it, 
It, you'd who, think you'd think it would be, but it's not. I know a lot of white people in Prince. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Prince like the, does Prince like that movie? He does. I think I think he's had more favorable things to say about it. And I'm just like I don't get it. Which, and the weird part to me is I know that Quentin Tarantino is fully capable of telling compelling stories about black people. Yeah. Jackie Brown is holy ass one of my favorite fucking movies. So it's not like he's incapable. It just feels like a weird genre to pick. Like black exploitation, I'm less picky about you just jumping in and showing your appreciation and love for black culture and cinema in that way. That's fine, but this was not that. This was not a yeah. labor of love and appreciation. Yeah. And it wasn't a look black friends, this is for you. Because if it was, you would have made a lot, a lot different choices. I I don't know. I might have to say different. I just watched this. I just like two days ago. I watched this thing where he was talking about uh, Django, and that you know it was done out of a love of westerns, but wanting to see that point of view from not a guy like John Wayne, but he wanted to have the same callbacks as a John Wayne did uh, a movie did. But again, that's talking about a movie that's made for white people. He's like, here, so, I'll subvert it by black stuff. Yeah. Here's some black stuff that's, you know, thrown in there. But, you know, the fucking whole, the fucking whole bit is talking about, you know, um, you know, Brumhilda and a German fairy tale and all that other stuff. And white people are like, there's a bit of my whiteness in there. Hooray. There's a lot of their whiteness. There's a there. lot of that whiteness and in there. And they get the, and they get a break because like they do have, you know, a white character who's not totally terrible. Yeah. Right. I, I oh, do, he's I, killing other white people. He can't be that, that bad. I do love that character, though. I mean, for the movie, he's great, but yeah. he shouldn't be necessary. If that makes any sense, like he he shouldn't need to be like that. The pacification of white people should not be a part of why and how these movies are made. White people should be very uncomfortable watching these oh. movies. You oh, should okay. be hella uncomfortable. So. Things like The Help. Y'all should feel really uncomfortable watching The Help. And if you don't, and you get that good... You, as a white person, get that good feeling. You did not get what you needed to get out of this. You massaged and made your white guilt go away. Good for you. That's not helpful. Yeah. Well, you know... (sighs) White guilt isn't good for anybody. People take take fucking... Especially characters in media like that. They take it in such a weird fucking way. Like, you know, anybody who thought that Tyler Durden was the hero of that story, like, you got a problem. Or was straight. Anybody who thinks that, you know, uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty (sighs) is a good person, then you missed the point. Or if that's something that you want to idolize, you missed the point. I understand Joker is a cool character. I like him. I'm not gonna get him tattooed on me. Seems like a really poor decision. Then I have to ask, why do you like the Joker? The Joker is pure chaos. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have much of a rhyme unless you read the most recent weird one-off, maybe, Batman series that had three Jokers, and they tried to be poignant, and it either really sat well or it was a complete hot fumble. Like it, there's no real in between on that. I don't have any skin in the game, so yeah. I don't care. <laughs> no, I I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, this they is, did um, them. That's cash. Sorry. It was a, <laughs> the three ears of the Joker. It was the uh, the mastermind, the comedian, and the criminal. 
and the first one was like the original yeah batman or original joker uh more based off of um Nineteen sixties, like Adam West and stuff. Yeah, that, more that, in the like, where he punched and it camp. went. Wow. Oh, less camp because he had all those really elaborate plans. Yeah, like he was the mastermind. Okay, and then they went with the comedian, which I feel was pulling from the one that beat uh, Jason Todd to death. And the, no, beat him and oh. then blew him up to death. Oh, oh, oh. And oh, he oh. is more modeled, I believe, after the Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah. And then you have the final one, who is the criminal, who did obviously they, based off of Heath Ledger's because they love that shit. Yeah. Did they did they kill the Joker off each time and then explore something new in the same? No, universe? these were all, these were or... all three Jokers coexisting at the same time with like one plan. That's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels like the only appropriate remark on that one. Like, yep, that's. Yep. It was a mess. That's really dumb. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I don't like that at all. That's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because to me, the Joker is just, he's just chaos. He's just yeah. fucking around to essentially be a nuisance yeah. and to cause as much. Because, you know, there's a line Batman will never cross. Yeah. He knows this. Well, With him specifically, for some reason, that doesn't make sense at all. No, not at all. Yeah. There'll just be one more. No, 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 there won't. Yeah. There'll be one less. Then, then if you keep going, there will be a few less. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that even if you're going by if you're going by strictly number standards, you're wrong. If you kill a guy who's bad, and there's one more killer in the world, then you just have to kill another bad guy, and oh. then it's equalized. Yeah. Look. Like, see, they're still racking up numbers, brother. Like, no one's going to be mad if you kill the Joker or Killer Croc. Yeah. No one's he eats people. And by yeah. the standard of society, that's bad. That's, that's meaner. So if you're gonna do it, you're gonna sit there <laughs> and continue to just fill Arkham up. Yeah. It just kills these people. Uh well I I grew up on um the Batman animated series. I understand. Yeah. So I'm getting from uh like Mark Hamill's Joker. Oh, is best Joker. Just brilliant. The and best, like the only Joker I recognize. Definitely not Heath Ledger. Mm-mm. Wow. Oh, I forgot you don't like those movies. Nope. <laughs> How do you forget? Like that's that's, that's a, a part of my personality at this point. That's such, such a shame. <laughs> it's not though. The, uh, he overrated. Um. So is the Prestige. We'll get on the ah. Yeah, I went there. I don't know about overrated. Do you don't you don't think that you don't think it's a good movie? Can we wait? Hold on. Let's pocket. It's that. at least okay. <laughs> like it's. It does a lot of things that Westworld does. Only Westworld does the better. Uh, and I feel like that's wholly because Christopher Nolan is not a part of those that show. How do you feel about Inception? A, way overrated and super overhyped. Okay. Because they're like, what did he choose? And I'm like, first of all, this yeah. this is a man who, at the beginning of the story and all throughout, he's going to tell you, this is who he is, this is who he is, this is who he is. Yeah. So you get to that mysterious ending, like, ooh, <gasps> what happened? Uh, that top is still spinning because he will never let go. Yeah. That's been his whole thing. It's not about the, you know, it's not even about the top, it's about the symbolism. Yeah, it's the fact that he will continue to make the same mistake. This yeah. is why he is in purgatory. But... 
You didn't like, I mean, is it just because of that? You didn't like the story? You didn't like the... It was one of those... It's very... A lot of times people will go in. They'll watch it before I will. They'll be blown away by all these revelations. And I'll be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like talking about it because I don't care about spoilers when it comes to these movies, and then yeah, right. You've seen, everybody's and seen then they'll be like, but then I'd watch it so many times because what happened? Blah blah. blah. I'm like, then I sit down and watch it, yeah. get it in the one. I'm like, so were you just not paying attention? Or are you stupid? Because yeah. it's one of those two. Because he telegraphs all of his punches. This is the man who fights very straightforward. You're never ever 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 going to find something that is just way out of left field from this guy. Yeah. Like the concept he's working with is already out of left field. That's that is the that area. is the, that is the left field. That is that is how he gets you. He's like, ooh, look at this weird, weird thing I'm working in. Yeah. And then that, and it's like I am under the belief that Christopher Nolan is not as good as people think he is, and his brother is actually the better writer. Um, what did his brother do? He's doing Westworld. Oh fuck! With me. his wife, really? That's why. I saw, oh, like groovy. Because. When someone, I have to be reminded all the time that The Prestige was written by both of them, but didn't get refinished until after the first Batman movie. Yeah. For reasons. And, like, I can see, like, having the one time I saw it, I can see the threads of what Jonathan was trying to do with the story and how he was trying to tell it. But he couldn't because Christopher was there. Christopher is always that restraint on his writing style. Are we talking about the prestige now? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Because it has that weird jump in timeline, so you don't you don't yeah. know what's going on because ooh, <laughs> timelines. Timelines which, are fun. Which can work in yeah. stories. Obviously. I love Westworld. I love the way it tells a story. The the first season is prime example of that mm-hmm. just you know there were timeline jumps and you know you didn't really it was told as like one solid thing but like it wasn't revealed like that it was that way until the end meanwhile with um you know uh the prestige it is you know kind of just like oh this is a flashback this is a flashback and then at here's the a end, flashback in a flashback and then at the end the bit is it's just flashbacks everything and it's like oh so today's lesson is flashbacks we're talking about flashbacks we're talking about magic we're talking about flashbacks and dudes who cannot let things go yeah like that's the that's the takeaway it's like okay magicians are assholes and they'll never let it go that's ooh, cool man. got it <laughs> there's always a bit of this like obsessiveness in all of his in all of their movies like there's like that's their oh, yeah. that's one that's... of like their main character traits in there yeah absolutely they're they're uh Ooh. they have a lot in common in that regard not necessarily with how they write but in the fact that they keep coming back to the same like kind of obsessive this thing in the story yeah. that the wachowskis do like not necessarily like that the wachowskis obsess about things but in their stories, you can usually find the same element, the same element, and you can pull it out fairly easily. I don't think I've seen anything else by Bukowski's except V for Vendetta and The Matrix. And that's not enough for you to be like, ah, oh, yes. Um, no. Because the... Really? A, both of these were based <laughs> off of comic books. I'm not saying they're... Uh, you know, and I'm not saying that you know Christopher Nolan's not guilty of that with you know the Batman flicks, but but they're both based off comic books, and 
the second and third Matrix movies were garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about the whole Batman trilogy. So oh, I wouldn't really. That's not a. That's not a weapon you want to wield against me. Because I'm like, I agree, but also <laughs> his comic properties are trash too. You don't like Batman? I don't. They're terrible Batman movies. Like, uh, I'll say, is pieces of cinema and things they do in that. They're fine. They're yeah. fine. They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that Heath Ledger really only got that because he died. That's the only reason why he got the award. That's the only reason that got oh. that movie got the claim it did because yeah, it ain't it ain't all that. That's why everybody likes Nirvana. <laughs> there's no other good reason. No, no, there's not, and it's upsetting. Where is all this for Aaliyah? Aaliyah was talent, talent, and y'all had nothing for her. Who's this? Have you seen Queen of the Damned? No, you've never seen Queen of the Damned. Um, and I thought it was. I thought um, it came out when I was younger. No, and I thought it was. It came out in like '98. No, it didn't. It was like two thousand. I'm telling really? you. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a scary movie, and I was a little bitch back then. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch it. It looks scary. I'll give that to you for Interview with a Vampire, which I believe came out in like '96. But Queen of the Damned. You are too old to have for that to be a thing. God, my keyboard's so loud. 2002. Yeah, I remember seeing it all over the place. So, yeah, I was 10 when... Or, 10? No, 2002. I was 11 yeah. when this came out. I was born in 91. You're older than me. And I was not afraid of this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I was... Um, <laughs> but Aaliyah, she played I was very, I was very scared. Why? Because I, like, I didn't like scary things. Yeah, her, that black lady right there, that's Aaliyah. She's fine. She is fine. All she wants that's why is R. All she wants her. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Did you spoil it? I said that's why R. Kelly married her. Oh, uh, R. Kelly. Well, well. And she was like 14. When they that's going to say. That's not a good example. <laughs> it's not. No, but she was beautiful. I'm very sad about what happened to her. But again, someone who was super talented and actually had the talent. Sorry, I'm sorry. Kirk Cobain was not all that, y'all. Y'all need to get Oh, uh, no, he's, he's mm. super not all that. He's, people can get mad, be mad, stay mad. That's fine. <laughs> you beef well, by yourself. Well, then, um, have you have you seen The Crow? Yes. Yeah, that dude died, like, while making that movie, which is an interesting bit of, you know, cinema. But as a whole, I'm like, that, not that. That, that doesn't make me like this movie or care more about this character. No, because nope. it's not yeah. that good of a movie. <laughs> it's not very good. It's not. like I, That's the weird part about, like, movies that become cult classics is I yeah. feel like most of the time they're not that good. Rocky Horror Picture Show is not that good. Ooh, rough rough some feathers, Corey. I enjoy it. That doesn't make it good. I'm saying this is someone who in his almost 30s yeah. can still watch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and enjoy it. You know why? I'm honest with the fact that it's not a good movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I can, I can be, if I can be honest, I can enjoy the elements of it that are just Mm -hmm. super high camp. Yeah. But don't sit there and try to sell me on something that shit because you like it. Yeah. That's bullshit. If it's, yeah. If (laughs) if you like it, then that's your opinion. Yeah. That doesn't make it good. That means you enjoy it. So people enjoy the Star Wars movies. They're not good. I haven't seen any of the ones after. Well, I saw the one with, uh, the first one with Kylo Ren, which would make it the seventh one canonically 
Yes. Um, but see, the last three are actually like happen <laughs> in order. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, but it's so weird to think about because you got the guy. It's the fucking it just came out. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. So I've okay. seen the seventh one once, and I didn't care. And then eight came out, and I didn't see it. And then nine came out, and I didn't see it. I liked, I liked the last Jedi because Ryan Johnson is a really good director. People will be like, get the fuck up out of here. He's really good. He's should, really good. Should I give them another chance? I would say go ahead and just watch the last Jedi. Like, okay. It's filmed. It's. It's a good standalone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude just wakes up. Loss is looking for his friend. Where's my friend at? Which uh, which one is this? Eight. Eight. Number okay. Eight. Yeah. It has the it's a lot of red. It has a lot of really interesting stuff. Uh, if you're someone who cares about Star Wars, which I don't think you are. Not really. Not entirely. It presents a lot of interesting things that could have happened if Disney wasn't a bunch of cowards. Oh. And then it does some things that are a bit reductive, but you know, hey, not everything can be just this progressive thing. Right. I feel like, um, I feel like uh, Star Wars middleist movies are always like the you know the pun- the, the punchers. Except for yeah. Attack of the Clones, that movie is trash. But it's <laughs> but it's not as bad as the third one. You're right. Revenge of the Sith is a hot hot mess. Yeah, it's Rise of, it's almost as hot of a mess as Rise of Skywalker. Well, because then you you know you gotta you gotta you gotta fucking lasso a story around all of the uh, fucking sci-fi nut that just flew all over the screen for <laughs> a collective nut. like eight hours, <laughs> and so then it's like oh okay we gotta make all this shit make sense somehow. So I have let's to get this this opera out, man. Yeah. Which I mean, if you look at if you look at Star Wars in terms of an opera, it's actually very solid. Oh, for sure. But people, oh, yeah. people don't. No. Like, they look at it as like hard-boiled sci-fi. And it's yeah, like, and it's dude, like, this you is... You can't. And a lot of the stuff will, will just not go over because it's so ridiculous. But that's why you have to add in these big bombastic... You have to, like... If you can watch Phantom of the Opera, you have to like take the beginning of that bum bum, and you have to like translate that that part, yeah. but to the entire length of all of Star yeah. Wars. And let's and you got to understand that it's a drama, high drama too. Just, not even just drama, melodrama. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be willing to give yourself to the highs and lows of the story, and if you aren't, it's not gonna sit. It's not gonna hit. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. It's, it's honestly, it's it's really high camp movie. If if we're being fair, it's some very high sci fi camp. Yeah, and people have a hard time quantifying how they feel about camp. And they would, you know, and uh, I I think that that's why the first three like sucked so bad is because you know not the not the not the original oh um, the prequel saga yeah the prequel saga that's the sucky one <laughs> the the one that was made in the 70s or whatever i don't enjoy it it's not really my bag of chips but i have definitely felt a lot from people that were there and um one of my favorite podcasts is uh tested with uh, adam savage mm mm-hmm. mhm um, I like him. He's really smart, really funny, really insightful, worked on Star Wars and The Matrix, 
and like he and well he shares his experience of those kinds of movies in a really impassioned way and it made me think about um uh indiana jones so much differently like that's one of my favorite movies now and it's mainly because of how he made me see it how it is so much a product of its time and built adventure movies as like a you know how the beats happen like oh, i yeah. yeah it gives you the structure yeah and i didn't know that that's how people saw it at the time cuz i saw it when i was a kid and i watched it you know again in my teenage years but i was never blown away by it how could you be cuz it's it's not that visually good it's you know but it's it's aged cuz we don't ex- we expect more of that now but when that came out it was such i'm someone who still watches the dark crystal well and i mean (laughs) that's but there's also a healthy a healthy dose of nostalgia there and well but that that's the thing that practical effects age way better yeah not that indiana jones didn't have its share of and i think the parts of it that were practically done look fine but even beyond that the, the story's good there's a very scary bad guy Oh, the Germans. Nazis. But they, like, there's, like, that occulty bit to it. So it's, like... But that whole that whole bit was revolutionary for its time. And I watch it now and can be impressed with that amount of um, respect for it, what it is. And I Man, don't get that from Star Wars. I do get that from Star Wars. I, it, oh, there's two... Conversations I want. To I was gonna say this. we're having. There's threads. There's threads. So many threads. I want to hold on all of them, but I can't. Well, uh, which one do you want to pocket? Uh, we'll pocket the one about its predecessor. So the, okay. the conversation about uh, what will become the uh, Rambo's and whatnot, because that is immediately what follows Indiana Jones. Like those oh. three movies happened in that decade, and then it's immediately followed by the hyper oh. hyper. Uh, everything that is Rambo. Yeah. And I really want to talk about it. Oh, really? <laughs> we want to talk about America's obsession with Rambo. Okay. <laughs> but we're, we're, we'll, we'll go remember to, it. We'll go to Star Wars. Rambo. We'll do yeah. still stick with Star Wars. But yeah, so that's why like and like I even rewatched, you know, the those trilogies that came out back in the day and I'm like I don't really care. Even knowing that about like the advancements that it is, and I don't know what it is about the original um Star Wars movies. But I can also admit that the other Indiana Jones movies, besides the first one, were super hacky and ham-fisty, and I don't really care too much about it. Um, That's fair. Temple of Doom is a work. But, like, you know, and I can even see, like, back in the day where, like, you know, you first see, like, Darth Vader, and he's, like, super scary and stuff. Bruh, I wish. Honestly... I wish the first time I saw Darth Vader felt like the first time I saw Darth Vader. Uh, Rogue One. Wait, the ending scene where he's like yes. fucking shit up? That is the feeling I thought I would never get with Darth Vader. Yeah. Because you're supposed to have it when you first see him, but you kind of don't. He's just some big black menacing thing right because he's just standing there and then but at the end of rogue one you get an idea of it puts a lot of the new hope into perspective like like why people are so shit pants terrified of this one dude like what's going on and then you just see him roll through absolutely roll through them and it's like oh 
And I think it, for me, that makes A New Hope a little bit better. Um, like, it definitely adds that. Yeah. Um, and the, and uh, I just watched one from uh, the, the Fallen Order, which I think is a video game. Yes. Um, of a, you know, Darth Vader scene. And I will set, we will watch it later. Ooh. But, um, Ooh, is it as good as when, uh, you are in the force unleashed, you're just tossing Wookiees? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. You like, well, it's, it's from, I think you're opposing Vader because okay. he's murking your people and it is as scary as the end of Rogue One, Bruh. if not more. Bruh. Yeah. Like... Unless you want to check it out now then we can talk about it <laughs> you're not wrong we can't talk about it i like to talk about things so we'll pause it yep we'll come back we're back and we're back we are back oh my god dude doesn't that look dope <laughs> i really want to play that game now i care so much more about yeah, it right but that's the thing man you don't get that like oh man so that was yeah that sense of hopelessness you see him and it's like okay and mm, yeah the way he just like nopes that girl in the beginning he did everything. He noped everything. Yeah. He was like, oh, you want this? Take it. Noped her shit. Just noped. Ugh. You don't get that in the movies. No, man. You don't feel that. Mm -mm. Makes me sad. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I think that that's... So I think that when they made like the first three, they were ma or the, the prequels. You know, they were making them for a, like, a 2000s audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, they kind of made the movie that, you know, they were, they thought the, you know, the public would accept. Were they wrong? And that, like, especially visual stuff from a, a movie that relies so heavily on, like, that kind of CGI, if you look at it like from like the present perspective i th i don't think that whole era aged very well it didn't it really didn't and nah. it's other movies as well you're not wrong it was a weird time in cinema mm -hmm. and then we got batman <laughs> was yeah. there enough venom on that one huh i can do another one if there wasn't enough venom on that hey man well, the I'll only admit that the third that the third one was dog shit. They're all dog shit. Oh man, stop playing with yourself. It's, yeah, that's not true. Well, let's talk about Rocky though. Let's not talk. About, <laughs> Should we talk about Batman? Let's not now? talk about anything that Sylvester Stallone is in. How about that? Okay, that <laughs> I can agree. Um, you, want, you just want to talk about Rocky. <laughs> what? You could because you wanted to. Not Rocky, Rambo. Rambo. But also, Ram uh, whatever. That is also stuff I was going Yeah. It was not necessarily him I want to talk about. It was, it's the... Uh, I cried at the fourth one. Because you have feelings, Ty. The, the fourth Rocky, I mean. It's hard. They're down in there, but they're there. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's hard to get to them, especially if I don't have a, he a healthy dose of Sylvester Stallone and... You mean just male sadness in general? Russian boxing. No, I mean male vulnerability. It has oh, to. There's that, something about male vulnerability in you. That's true. So I feel like the okay. uh, scene with uh, Aomir and his sister at the end of The Return of the King would probably get you. Because his reaction is just so visceral. Oh, oh. He's real, 
and he's all busted. Yeah. He found out his king died. He just thinks he lost his sister. That shit does break me up, man. Yeah. That's I'm telling you, it's that male vulnerability. No, that shit will get me. I don't have that weakness, but I understand. Um Let's see. Uh have you seen Elizabeth Town? That is the most boring movie. Um there's <laughs> keep saying it. There's the bit. There's a bit where he is driving home with his father's urn and he's on this you know he's like a he's like a straight dude never been on a road trip by himself gets set up with a map and he's driving home with his father's ashes in the car and they're taking this road trip that they never got to take when he was alive and it hits him in a lovely emotional montage where um elton john's my father's gun is playing and you know that shit I'm not familiar with that oh. one i like to know that the river boat sails tonight oh. that one and uh y'all are easy dude oh my god wow see i always feel that like shit makes me making ben cry, cry every is time this struggle but it's really easy y'all are the easy august to get <laughs> tears out of and I say this is someone who mostly identifies as male. Yeah. Depends on the day, really. Um, like this morning, I had a very beautiful cry. I was just watching uh, Michelle Yeoh act. She's a great actress. I love yeah. her. She's easily in my top ten actors of all time. Easy. Period. Michelle Yeoh. She's great. What's, what's she in? Uh, you might know her from... Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I I don't think I've actually ever seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You're missing out. That movie is fantastic. I'll check it out. It is the for me. It is my favorite kung fu movie. Yeah, easy. I haven't done it out of like avoiding it either. It's just like never come oh God, so across my plate. Oh, it's so good. Just Michelle Yeoh in general. Uh, she was in Crazy Rich Asians. I've never seen Crazy Rich Asians. It's really good. I love that movie. Knowing it's one of those things of. Uh, I know that movie is not for me. I am not the demographic yeah. for that movie because, but maybe I am, but I know it's not. What is the demographic for Crazy Rich Asians? I don't know. I don't know what the demographic Asian is. Asian people? I mean, I feel like it highlights a portion of their culture. Okay. Uh, granted, they're crazy rich, you know, Asians. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously not the experience for everybody. It's a select percentage, but it's still, you get a taste of what it means to be, I think, believe they're chinese i'm not 100 yeah but you get like just just a taste of what it means what things mean and to them culturally yeah. and i think that's such a great start because we really haven't had another movie like that with just asian people in it get that big since memoirs of a geisha and crouching tiger hidden dragon like it's it happens so rarely and it's so sad because they're really talented. Like Jackie Chan is an amazing actor, yeah. period. And he doesn't get to do anything in America because they're like, put him in an action movie. Let's do the same things we've been doing with him. And even he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to show people I have range, that I have this. I'm a, I am an actor. Like I yeah. did Kung Fu is something I love and martial arts is something he does genuinely love, but he loves acting. That's why he is a professional actor and he's not a teacher. Yeah. I mean, he does teach, but you know, still, the, the, you know, the point is 
you know, switch a motherfucker up, man. Yeah, you know, Jim Carrey didn't want to do, you know, whatever the fuck that shit was. Comedies, and now he <laughs> doesn't. He, he does like, skits, but I don't think I've seen him in a funny movie in oh, yeah, forever. For ages, man. But, you Which know, fine, he, I... he wanted to flex a little bit. He wanted to be like, I'm not, you know, fucking. That's why I think, uh, that's, why, uh, that's why I like Matthew McConaughey. Because, you know, he Is was he... all right, all right, all right. Which he will never shake, but still. Um, but then, you know, he, he's doing fucking, like, True Detective and shit, which is some, like, raw shit, man. Like... Is that Lovecrafting in? Did I miss that memo? No. No, no, no. True Detective is not. It, there's it's not, there there's are no... very. Have you never seen True Detective? Dude, if you have taken anything away from any of our conversations... I have it's... lived with Prince and I still haven't. That should give <sighs> you some sort of idea of... I'm probably still not gonna... You should you should watch True Detective. You're not gonna convince me. If, if, if you... If, if you wanna, I can give you a, I can give you a flash drive. I can make it because it's not available just like on Netflix or anything, unfortunately. Um, I'm pretty sure it's available on HBO. Oh, uh, it's really definitely to. yeah. See, I have you have I HBO. Have ways I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's some of the best television I have ever seen ever. Period. Like I, I will let it be that. I just watch other things. I'm sorry, but you I'm like. Sorry. Do you like? I mean, you like. Like I'm fucking man. Fuck I don't you. care about crime stories a lot. Like that's not my. Oh, it's so much more. Not where I go. It's so much more than it's that. Not the though. background. That's why I can say what is that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and some other guy. Um, The Departed. The yeah, The Departed. Yeah, I've never seen that either. It's not bad. I like True Detective better. I mean, it's just Boondock Saints. Haven't seen it. Uh, don't bother. <laughs> Wasn't gonna. Like, yeah. I, mean, like, I had no intention of. But that's my. It's like, I don't care about the genre and yeah. what it says. I'm not a fan of police dramas, noirs for the most part. If it's heavy on the, you know, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Police crime stuff doesn't. Do you like philosophy? Depends. I mean, if I watch anything, there's philosophy behind it. You can watch Buffy and get philosophy. That's true. Yeah. No, it, this <laughs> this is this is overt punch you in the face. Like we're talking about well, like be subtle. Like that. Um. That that to me is like, I won't say that's always the key to good storytelling because sometimes I do love a good overt, but a lot yeah. of times give it, give me some subtlety, give me some metaphor, let me let me mull over because there could be layers to things that you're writing that you don't even know about, like um, George Romero didn't realize he was at the oh, time yeah. commenting on the civil rights movement yep. by using a using zombies which is a haitian black tradition to begin with that's how you got zombies people black people zombies are black the thing you love most black people vampires black people fuck with me you're welcome you're welcome we give you everything Wait, everything who said who said that um batman is a vampire i don't know <laughs> Or no. What? What was it? Batman is a vampire. It's like, I mean, he's been a vampire, but he's not usually. No, like, it. he's, um, no, it was, uh, I think Dracula was the original Batman. Oh, God. Like, like canonically, like, storytelling-wise. I, I had a, I, I know a guy who makes a very convincing argument about that, and I didn't know if that was you. <laughs> that was, no, it was not me. That's the first time I'm hearing anything about that, yeah. which is wild. Sorry for the freak out. I don't even know if I agree. Yeah. 
He was very, he was very convincing. <laughs> I don't remember all of the points. Oh, God, what was I saying? Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. This is why I shouldn't smoke weed. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, um, what were we talking? We were talking about the Boondock Saints. Yes. We were talking about action movies. Crime. Um, genre doesn't do me. Yeah. Uh, to the jive. But uh, we're talking about philosophy. Ah, yes. And stuff. You can make comments just by being subtle. Like again, yeah. it, it's a great. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is good. It's a great metaphor for uh, communism. Mm-hmm. It's a great metaphor for the civil rights movement. Yeah. It's a great metaphor for uh, like when that little girl eats her parents and her own sexual awakening and hitting puberty. It has so much going on. That, that's yeah. why that movie holds up is because you can watch it. And you can get to today, you can watch it and get that philosophy and it's not because it smacks you over the head right at the end it totally smacks you over the head because uh, yeah. the hero is a black guy and they immediately the officers get there and they immediately murder him a little over so that was there. a little over but for a for the most part that movie subverts expectations it gives you a lot to work with in terms of how you are with what you're presented it just it has range it has so much range and that's because it doesn't smack you in the face for the most part again sometimes sometimes they're allowed to smack away and i'm like oh yeah you did everything else right so i'll forgive this some smacking is some smacking is allowed yeah but but fucking inception's not cool of course inception is inception is basically one big ham and they're just beating (laughs) you with it let me put this on my fist and beat you (laughs) That is their definition. It's very, very. It's okay. Some, well, There's I like a lot of metaphor. I like. Movie. So, do you like light slaps? I like heavy slaps. <laughs> Slap me. Slap it. Um, but uh, in Tree Detective, there's uh, it's um, it's talking about philosophy. The one of the one of the detectives, Matthew McConaughey's character, Russ Cole, um, is a is a nihilist. And he is, you know, he goes on about, you know. Because that's what I want to hear. Oh, dude, but it. I'm just so tired of nihilism. Yeah. Every, it's so cool to be, well, I don't care. I don't care about anything because everything's pointless. It's very kitsch. Okay, then here's the thing. Give your life meaning, you fucking turd. Yeah. Stop, stop waiting for someone else to do it for you and do it. Yeah. That is my well, the, thing for nihilism. Like, the, just do it just fucking self. Even, like, the fact, like, I don't. Like the fact that everything doesn't mean anything is empowering because that means, or it means do, exactly what you put into it. Yeah. If you put nothing into it, guess what? You get nothing. It means do your shit. It means there's there's no path for you. You so have to blaze. This, yeah. So what is this going to offer me that I'm not going to get other places? I'll I'll do that. Like, what is it <sighs> really going to give me that I I I will not get in something else? That is that is a very good question. Um. Uh, ugh. okay. I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I love you. That's that's okay. That's kind of how I judge things. I, I was like, What's no, it, I, re- this I, re- I respect that. You know, if if you're not, if I can't tell you, if you're not gonna get it, um, would you watch the first episode? Say? I've seen the first episode. Oh, okay. If you don't, if you don't dig it after at least giving it a chance, then I don't blame you for not liking it. That's it was the same yeah. with, I gave Breaking Bad a chance. I was like, I don't care about reckless <sighs> white people yeah. doing reckless shit. Stop it. I don't. I don't. Stop trying to get me care. I I'm not a big fan of Breaking Bad. Thank you. Like uh, it's I and and that's the thing. I made it. Th- I've made it through like four seasons of it, or like four or five seasons. 
I haven't seen, you know, and then I've seen the last episode because when it was hot shit, I was just like, I'm not going to watch this. Let me just spoil it for myself. Like, I don't give a fuck. Are you impressed? Did it do anything for you? No, necessarily. It didn't wrap the story. I felt really bad for Jesse, even seeing him just for that last episode. I'm just like, oh my God, like, this is fucking terrible. This is a really sad thing that happened to somebody that got in over their head and tried to get out of it and shit. And then, you know, seeing Walter White die, I was just... TV to do that. Hmm? need tv to do that yeah and yeah. i got this from watching one last episode and I, I think it was just like the highlights of it Ooh. yeah and i'm like whatever and i you know the thing that walter did with the gun and shit you know getting fucking jesse out of there was super dope but walter's also a massive piece of shit and it, not that i need every character to be you know nice and Everyone has range. Everyone can be shit on yeah. any given day. I'm not saying don't give me those kind of stories. Absolutely. But I feel, and this is my issue with Mad Men, because I know how it ends. And to me, it feels like there's just a lot of forgiveness or getting off for being just a shitty person for yeah. these white dudes. A yeah. lot of these people do not get this ending. Heisenberg, oh, he dies. I mean, but how is that him? How did he learn? How did he grow? How did yeah. he change? How did he get the chance? I mean, I guess to do I, anything better, and he doesn't. I guess Jesse would be that redemption story. Like no one cares about him. That's his redemption, and no one cares yeah. about him. But they only care about the shittiest character. But you know, like they save like that one person that's been the sweetheart all along, oh, and it's like you're you're cool now. It doesn't redeem you. No, not at all. It's the same with, and it's the same with like a John John Draper. Like, he is a piece of shit the whole time. Yeah. He makes a little bit of a change, and everyone is willing to give him a pass. Yeah. That is the most white dude shit ever. And I'm, not, I'm like, I don't need that in stories. Like, I love some of the things Mad Men does, mm-hmm. and the storytelling is really precise, but I'm really tired of stories that are just like, you can be shitty, and it'll be okay if you're white. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll find peace on the beach somewhere. What happened to Omar from The Wire? Hmm? What happened to Omar? Hmm? Oh, The Wire is a fucked up show, man. Oh, it is. It is. There's a reason why it's still so good. <laughs> I haven't seen too many episodes of it. You're missing out. It was, a, it was a while ago, too. You're missing out. You should go back and watch it. I'll check out one. Is there one specifically? Just right. Check the whole thing out. How many times are you going to get a show where the main character is this no-nonsense, handling my situations... In the ways I need to, black man who was also gay. Where do you get that? You don't. So go watch The Wire. I thought we were talking about a completely different show. In realization, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. The Wire? The Wire, yeah. I don't know what that's about at all. HBO, you've never seen it? I don't think I have. You need to go and watch it. Okay. That is one I highly recommend. It will change you. I also recommend Oz, but that's for a whole other set of weird I also haven't seen Oz. It's a weird show about a prison. Well, it can't, when did that come out? I remember trying to watch it in middle and high school. So, sometime in the 2000s. American television series. Maybe before then, too. Wow, it started in 97. Wow. And it, that was that was a show. Fuck. I yeah. HBO um, has had some really good prestige. Drama. I will give you that. Well, I'll give you that. You know, like I've never like well, I've never seen you know, and it's also kind of like a sign of you know when I was coming up, I guess, because I didn't have HBO. 
And I didn't really either. Um, but I was still dead. That's cute. I never really got into like you know people talk about like The Sopranos all the time. It was before I had HBO. And I just have no interest in doing that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I feel like it. It's one of those shows where it probably didn't age very well. It feels like I've never seen it, so I'm. This is a hundred percent conjecture. I okay. have no, no real standing for the conclusions I'm drawing, but <laughs> it feels like a show that didn't necessarily age well. Because Buffy didn't age well, and if Buffy didn't age well, nothing ages well. So I love Buffy still, but have you seen? Uh, up there. Have you seen The Mandalorian? I love The Mandalorian. It's I, really good. I have not seen it. It's it's super solid. If you like westerns, that is a show for you. Really? Absolutely. Huh. I could I could go for a I well, I saw a thing the other day that was like, you know, uh just comparison or um bleh, can't talk. See? It's terrible. Um, was it that much weed? I know. I can't. I can't anymore, man. It's so we weird. We should make a sound for every time we say it. Oh. Since it's weird. Should we? We should. That would I, be fun. What? A sound for every time we say weed. Oh. Uh, boy. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure yeah. Post exists. Post does exist. <laughs> There's a, um. The Wilhelm scream. Uh, yes. Ah. Classic. Isn't that like fair use at this point? Can't everybody use it? I think. Yeah, I think it's in everything. Yeah, I think as long as we're not getting paid. Yeah. Or, I don't know. So far. I'll, we'll figure out copyright law after. Right? That's We'll do that in post, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the thing. I was like, well, I wanted to get, a, like, I wanted to get a song for the thing. And I was like, can I just post? Can I just put whatever song I want? Since we're not getting paid for this, and nobody knows what this is, but then I'm like, if if anything happens, we'll eventually have to pay. Yeah. So, Topher did a lovely song for us. If we start making money, I think we have to. But even then, I feel what? like it's a little different making... Oh, that was my booty. It's a little bit different. Uh-oh. I haven't talked to you since... High school? What you guys say to me, nigga? Oh boy. Is it a booty call? I am not talking about the movie, sir. <laughs> I am wholly talking about the show. Okay. Have you seen Death Note? I'm doing this. I'm mad now. Have you seen Death Note? No, I don't think. Do you want to see Death Note? Not necessarily. Okay, it, cool. I'm yeah. gonna spoil all of it for you. Okay, cool. The fuck out of this. I know that there's a there's a book that so, you write a name in. And... So this uh, Japanese boy who is very coated white. Okay. Especially by an American viewing, he's very coated white. Was this made? In, was it made in America? Nope, it's made in Japan. Oh, but well. he's you know light skin, brown hair. Great. There's no distinct features that say, ooh, Asian. Yeah. There's nothing nothing like that, because I feel like there usually is. He doesn't have them. He's sort of ambiguous, because they want to sell this to white teenage boys as well. So I'm assuming there's enough of a platitude for them to have given that. Yeah. So he basically finds a notebook from a death god, where if you write anyone's name in it, you can kill them, 
instantly. You can write the time, how, the whenever. And of course, like every middle-aged, middle-aged, middle-class person with a little bit of privilege, they decide, I know what's best for the world. And they start killing people. Yeah. Obviously. And that's what you do. That's what you do. Obviously nothing personal. He's just all of these. And it becomes this huge thing where he becomes the Kira or killer, depending on how you want it. It is. I was like, Whoa. Oh, oh God. I watched that anime with open mouth the whole time. I watched the whole thing. And I was so mad, but we're not even to the part that makes me the most mad. Uh, so it becomes this whole thing where they get like, Every, like, the highest detectives in the world, not just Japan, the world. They yeah. pull detectives from the literal entire planet to work together to figure this out. Wow. And one of them comes close. His name is simply L. That's it. And he's great. He's oh. one of the best written characters I've come across in a fucking anime or manga. He is. He is very well written. He is the only character that gets that character attention. We are stuck with a megalomaniac and that guy, which if you're going to focus a a thing on two people, that's great. That's good. Mm -hmm. But then, but then you get some, you know, good and bad dynamic. The moment he figures out who it is, he kills him. So you take out the best character in the show and you leave just the megalomaniac and a bunch of really unlikable, stupid people for the rest of the show. Oh, God. And then, when the stupid people finally get there, years later, years after the fact, oh, goodness. they're figuring this out now. He gets one of the worst deaths. And by worst, I mean, you have been rooting for this dude to get it. Yeah. He gets, shoots himself in the face. Oh man, and that's it. That's it's, that's it. I was like, and that's it's suffering Game of Thrones symptoms. Yeah, yeah. But in a much shorter time frame, and people are like, oh, it's so good. Please stop simping for these crazy, crazy, crazy white boys. Yeah, and get out. No, no, this needs to stop. And I'm gonna step away from the mic now because I got really close. I, I feel it like is. God. I feel like the. Um... And it's a, it's up until L die. It's pretty solid. And then they kill him. Spoilers, sorry. Yeah, oh, fuck this. Yeah, well, too bad. Spoils, bitch. How many episodes is this? Twenty some. Oh, he dies like halfway through. Oh, okay. I mean, that's definitely it. well. I, if it's one of those fucking like One Piece things where it's like a thousand episodes, I'm like, no. <laughs> the red line was strong with that one. I'm not going to do that. I don't blame you. <laughs> I wholly do not blame you. And then, but uh, one of our mutual friends posted something about Death Note. I'm like, bruh, it's going to hurt your whole ass feelings. It's going to suck because it's not written well. If the whole half of the thing is crap and then it ends that way, if that was a book, that's a bad book. So it's a bad show. Fucking, well, because what's another, I I feel like the market has had a few of those now. I feel like we're kind of overdue for just a really solid anime movie. We're never going to get a solid anime movie because I mean, <coughs> I'm sorry. When was the last good one? Oh, like a movie that was an anime. Yeah. 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 Cause or a movie that is based off of an anime. The, just a movie that is that style of animation. I'll say Japanese animation. 
Because, okay. I mean, because we've had fucking, you know, I'm looking for a new, like, Akira. Or, you know, some, you know, a different kind of Miyazaki to come out of that. Um, you know, just that area. Because we haven't had one in a while. Nothing's gotten big in terms of movies. Yeah. Granted, I have shows is yeah. different. I haven't been I searching. Haven't watched. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of the shows I've been falling out because... I don't know. Like, I still enjoy it, but it doesn't fit or hit the same. So it's one of those I may need to take a break and reassess and come back to it later and be like, okay, here we go. It's good stuff. There's better media to consume. Hmm, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm just watching Star Trek. <laughs> which is the show that made me cry this morning, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was Star Trek. Which, which Twice one? Twice this season. Which one are you doing? Discovery. It's the new one. There's a new one? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new... <gasps> Have you seen the new uh, Twilight Zone? No. Dude. I'm gonna. Gotta. People are like losing their mind. Sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. I feel like, again. Jordan Peele did it. Produced it. He helped. He did help. <laughs> he did help. I think he's doing another. He's Yeah, he's doing Candyman. It, which uh, I'm sure we've said multiple yeah, times yes. here. Which I think is, we talked about that last time we hung out. We did. And it's you gotta keep coming back to it. It's like, oh, Candyman. You're so yeah. good. Talk just, about even in terms of slasher movies, Candyman was really solid. solid. Yeah. Ooh, hey. That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah. Yeah. Well, I th- I spend two hours. I think I'm tapped out. Yeah. We can we can stop here. All right. I consent. Well, g- goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.